Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation, when Loxwana Troy spurns the advances of a Ferengi diamond tog. He takes it upon himself to kidnap her, along with Riker and Deanna. Can the Enterprise save them from their captor before diamond tog becomes Deanna's new dad? From May 26th, 1990, it's season three, episode 24, Menage a Troy, or written by William Riker. <laughs> oh, well done, sir. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And apparently, he is the Matt Generation. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was remarkable. As, um, as this episode unfolded, I was like, "Oh, this is just like Riker's weird letter to Penthouse, isn't it?" <laughs> Hashtag fan fiction. <laughs> My therapist told me to write it. Uh huh. At the mm-hmm. end, it was the holodeck the whole time, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> I always think of this episode fondly, Daniel, because it features the return of my favorite character in TNG, Loxana Troy. And I figured it out. It's when I look at it written that my mind goes, yeah. So I just have to not, I have to look away. Loxana. Yeah, when you see it written out, it does seem as though, I don't know, a writer had a stroke of the hand when it was, <laughs> when they came up with the name. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> But it is exotic. Mm-hmm. And it does sound reasonably alien. Um, but yes, I I adore Magil Barrett, Roddenberry. And even if it's a garbage fire that she's in, and I'm not saying this is a garbage fire, but even if it is, I, I still really have a great time. It could be smoldering trash, but... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm endlessly curious... What did you love about this episode, Daniel? Well, tell me what it's about, and then I'll tell you what I loved. God damn it. That's the second time I've done that in this season. I know. I'm it's so just, excited to talk with you about it that we, I just... We talk about this stuff so much that you think you've, you've done the recap, but I'm here to keep you honest, Cameron. Well, I appreciate and it. And review my notes while half listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have lots of time, because this is a doozy as far it's as plot so... goes. Plotty. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. On Stardate 43930.7, at a reception aboard the Enterprise, following a trade conference on Beta Z, Counselor Troy argues with her mother, Bloxana Troy, about her insistence that Deanna get married and raise a family. At the same party, Bloxana is approached by a Ferengi daemon, Tog, of the ship Kraton who is interested in Loxana in a sexual way, but also explains that he would like to use her to make business dealings. Loxana rejects him flatly and then becomes irate and remarks that she would rather eat Orion wing slugs than date Tog. Yeesh. Deanna tries to speak with her in her quarters about the incident, but winds up becoming infuriated over her pet name for her, Little One, and leaves. Afterwards, at the urging of Captain Picard, Commander Riker and his one-time flame, Deanna, decide to take a quick shore leave on Beta Z while the Enterprise heads out on a routine mission studying a nebula. 
Loxana tracks them down and tries to encourage a romance between the couple. Just as she is getting started, Damon Tog beams down. As Riker expresses his surprise, Tog states that he has come for Loxana and again is rebuffed, this time <laughs> under pain of provoking an interstellar incident. Tog has himself and the others transported aboard the Greyton, leaving a confused Mr. Hom to wonder where his employers have gone. <laughs> what the hell? The three awaken in a cell above the Kraton. Tog then has Deanna and Loxana beamed to the lab of Farrick, a Ferengi doctor who hopes to study Loxana's telepathic ability using mind probes. In the process, he removes their clothing because Ferengi don't believe that women are worthy of wearing clothes. Loxana pretends to be interested in Tog and gains Deanna's return to the cell with Riker and agrees to discuss the proposal to use her abilities in trade negotiations. Riker entices a Ferengi guard into a chess game, and once outside the cell, quickly overpowers the guard. Once freed, Deanna and Riker attempt to send a message to the Enterprise, only to learn that the ship's, communica ship's communication system is secured by an access code. As Loxana seduces Tog by rubbing his ears, we'll talk about that, she receives a telepathic message from Deanna, asking her to try to get Tog's access codes. Loxana has nearly gotten Tog to admit the codes when Ferex walks in and catches her in the act. Ferex threatens to humiliate Tog by revealing his incompetence to the Ferengi, but offers to forget the incident if Loxana is turned over to him for experimentation, despite the fact that the, supposed, that the proposed tests may be lethal. Meanwhile, the Enterprise leaves the Enterprise, which has been interfering with communications, and learns from Bedezid officials that Troy and Riker have been kidnapped. The Troys and Riker have been kidnapped. Returning to Betazed, the Enterprise crew discovers flowers indigenous to a Ferengi plant at the spot where Deanna and Riker were last seen. Picard orders a frequency scan to see if Riker has somehow sent a message, but they are unable to pick up anything discernible. In fact, Riker has tapped into the system on the Creighton and that suppresses Cochrane distortions from the ship's warp fields and has modulated it to generate a signal using unsuppressed distortion into the patterns he hoped the Enterprise crew will recognize, which is a little jam from the, uh, from the meet, from the party that they were having, which sounded like the Wii theme, actually. Do, 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 a little bit. Um, in the midst of the search, acting ensign Wesley Crusher is in final preparation to depart for Earth for his second attempt to pass the Starfleet Academy entrance exam. Just as he's about to leave, he realizes the modulated interference himself may be the signal and rushes back to the bridge, missing his transport to Earth. Because apparently it's on Earth now and not in some random starbase. Decoding the signal, young Crusher finds Riker has provided the heading of the Creighton and the Enterprise heads out in pursuit. Meanwhile, Deanna is experiencing the great pain she, ex she senses from the mind probes being used on her mother. Riker, having finished setting up the modulation of the Cochrane distortion, arms himself and bursts into Farrick's lab to free Loxana. But a standoff ensues when Tog enters with a phaser. Just then, the Enterprise arrives, and Loxana buys the release of Troy and Riker by agreeing to stay with Tog and serve him both as a lover and a business partner. After Riker and Deanna are returned to the Enterprise, Picard begins to play the role of jealous lover, describing his love for Loxana and telling Tog that he can not, if he cannot have her, no one will, and threatens to destroy the Kraton if she is not delivered to him immediately. Picard tries to win back Loxana and recites parts of William Shakespeare's sonnets and uh, a little bit of Alfred Lord Tennyson. 
Fearing his life, Damon Tog hurries, hurriedly beams Luxana directly to the bridge and leaves post-haste. So taken is Luxana by Picard's poetic profession of love that she takes her place on his lap in the command chair, causing Picard to quickly tell the newly christened Ensign Crusher to set a course to Betazet, almost whispering Warp 9. And, yeah. Because Wesley served so well, he gets a field promotion to full ensign and actually gets to wear one of them their uniforms. He leaves the gray jumpsuit behind. And so ends Menage Troy. So, plotty. How did you get all that plot out? Did you have a squatty plotty? I did have a squatty plotty. That's the only way. It was like, you know, the size of my size of my fist. I just have so many concerns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fair. I can imagine that since this is the first time that we really get to know Ferengi culture and you have not experienced the glory that is Deep Space Nine, this is horrifying. I, your, your Ferengi uh, apologist attitude I will continue to entertain, but I just, I'm finding it very hard to believe that they're ever going to be anything other than space trash. <laughs> I mean, just the worst. I'm not going to lie. They, they're still space trash, but it's in a brilliant and poetic way. Cameron, I, what did you like about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Magel Barrett Roddenberry. I just, I adore her. She's, she's the best. She's, she's remarkable no matter what material is given to her. And yeah, I also loved, I didn't love all of the stuff between Deanna and Luxana, but I did love most of it. I also thoroughly enjoyed Farrick's performance who is Ethan Phillips, who will come back to be a series regular in one of our future shows. And he is, he's also just really great at what he does. He was just greasy and despicable and, but also kind of charming. It was so good. It was so good. And I love, (laughs) I'm a big fan of found instruments. So like anytime someone is playing a bunch of hanging shit, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, that solo <laughs> blue man group was kind of sad, honestly. <laughs> but honestly, that was about it. What did you love, Daniel? Um I mean, this is a fun episode, so I'm sure you're not a fan, but Wow, that was a nice passive-aggressive slight. Uh, I, I, I do like any time Loxana lists her full title. And I do appreciate that Deanna called her out on the, uh, what was it? The Sacred Chalice. Chalice of Rick's is just like a musty clay pot with mold growing in it. <laughs> I liked that they were kind of going for a mother-daughter, I care about your happiness and what happens to you angle, but they didn't really follow through with that. It's just like, I don't matter. It's all about her. But you weren't... Act- Anyways, I like what they were trying to 
do. Um, I also love the score. Score was good. It's another Ron Jones episode. I did like that uh, Wesley had to has to take an oral exam and nobody made a single joke. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should have been like, well, Rika can help you study. You want to know how to give a good oral exam. <laughs> oral exams. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I liked that the ship that was waiting was called the Bradbury. I'm going to assume named after Ray, the famous science fiction writer. Oh, of course. Um, did he write an episode of Star Trek? No, he wrote some. He wrote some. Uh, um, shit, Twilight Zone. Yes. The Warp 9 joke was fun, and I did actually like Wesley's promotion scene. This is the first time, and his hair looked perfect. They finally I got know. it just right. Uh, it was hilarious how big the uniform is on him, though. I was like, oh, buddy, you're still just a teenager. They gave you, like, an adult man's uniform. He was so skinny. Will He's Wheaton was, like... Ronnie get little kid. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I have never been that skinny. Ever. <laughs> Even as a baby, it was like, hey, string bean to Will Wheaton. <laughs> Whereas to me, they were like, hey, lardass. Aw. I'm kidding. I am kidding. Uh, yeah, I liked his promotion. I like Loxana's banter. I'm reaching. <laughs> yeah like i said it's a fun episode um so like nothing about her performance you enjoyed no i just said i liked her banter i, lo I okay. love her back and forth she's very funny no she's great this is not a good episode i mean it's not i mean it's kind of fun but it in in like a it's fun despite everything that's happening, not because of it. <laughs> I think I I agree with you. I will give joy you that for sure. It just comes from these actors hanging out, but the whole thing is just a little. It's not so committed to skeeviness and bad behavior and them being awful to just be a condemnation or a critique of it. It's like. And now for a gag, the ladies are going to be naked. <laughs> like, that's not... And they presented it in such a way where it wasn't like this indignation, how dare you give us clothes back thing. It was just like, oh, Ferengi be Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> and that mm. to me was like, just their lack of outrage over the whole thing. And them just like trying to just, oh, we'll just put up with it and find a way through was so gross. I've always brushed that off as the fact that on bed is said traditionally you get married naked. Everyone does. So it's just, it's a cultural similarity. It's an insult, but it's a cultural similarity. All your big ceremonies are naked. I want to be buried naked. Yeah. I, I thought you weren't going to be buried. I thought you were going to be put in a sheath and thrown in a ditch. Yeah. Okay. Well, when the guess... tires squeal, they'll kick some mud over me. <laughs> Cameron. 
Yes, Dan. Was there anything about this that bothered you? Was there anything oh, you, you hated? So much. I I enjoyed what that, you know, they'd planted a special plant in a bush 20 years ago and that it was still there. That was that was sweet. But the fuck were they wearing, Daniel? Also, they've known each other for 20 years. I was like, "Will, Deanna, shit or get off the pot." <laughs> I love any time that Luxon and Deanna are together, but I just, this time, the Jewish mother plot felt contrived. Why aren't you married? You can only be happy if you're married. Also, set her up with someone then, or like plot something. Yeah, just don't just talk about it again. And then it's like, oh, and suddenly kidnapped? I, what are we, what's this episode about? That's That's what was missing, is she didn't, you know, bring a suitor or didn't. That's when it's funny. That's when it works is, oh, you should meet my daughter, Deanna. <laughs> hey, little one. Yeah. Or like, if I was going to rewrite this, it'd be that she tries to set her up with someone. She spurns the advance and says, no, thank you. And then he kidnaps Deanna and then Riker and Loxana have to work together to get her back. And then it's like the consequences of your actions and it's, I don't know. I just found it very tedious. Be like, it was oh. kind of freewheeling. Right? It's like Loxana being Loxana with uh, Ferengi being Ferengi. I definitely, in the middle of it too, was like, I really feel like they're going for a strong anti-Semitic vibe here. This is just making me feel gross. <laughs> it's just so caricature greasy. And there's a lot of people who've written about this. Who've been yeah. like, you know, and the writers maintain, oh, it's it's just any culture's bad qualities. But it just the way they're the way their makeup is and the money thing and the women no clothes and the rules lining up with commandments. It's just it's a little too many checked boxes to just be like accidentally anti-semitic i just oh, i have never thought about it i have never thought about it that way but it did, but there are valid points i can absolutely understand um i've just always viewed it as anti-americanism as anti-american dream but that can definitely be yeah, but it's just a especially little too in pointed, this episode and with the end with the physical stuff the enlarged features, it's a, yeah, it ain't. Yeah, it definitely, ain't definitely, I can definitely see that. And yeah. I mean, it does, it does start to make more sense and become less caricature and less, I mean, straight up anti-Semitic. Listen, if. If Wesley can eventually not suck, I'm sure the Ferengi could eventually not suck. I'm just not convinced that there's much more depth to add here. You could make their culture more complex, but I don't see it becoming more enriching. You can add layers of sophistication and levels to the things, and I'm, I'm just not holding my breath to give a shit about Ferengi. I mean... Maybe I'm just too hard to please. Maybe I just need a little more umox. But maybe you do. That shit was gross. <laughs> that whole scene was just 
gross. I uh and that someone who's so powerful and with it and commanding like her was just like, oh, well, now we're on a ship. I'm like, when has that ever stopped you? Where you're just like, well, I'm on someone else's ship now. I have to play nice. I'm like, that's not who you are. <laughs> I felt. That, that is true. Yeah. I, I, I felt like this was just a weird episode. Also, why would Riker have to go down for shore leave? They go, Deanna's taking some shore leave. I think you should too. I'm Picard, and I made this plot point happen. (laughs) I also hated that... I mean, it just felt really contrived that the only experiments to see about how her psychic powers work is to destroy her brain. And, like, it literally looked like a 1920s, 30s ray gun strapping to a table. It was like, oh, no, she's been strapped to the railroad tracks, dissonant, fully dissonant chords. What are we going to do? Snidely whiplash is off in the corner going Also, can we talk about how stupid it is that they figured it out. They like solved the mystery of how they were abducted because Data found a discarded bouquet of flowers. <laughs> that was the clue where they're like, aha. Must be the Ferengi. These flowers can only be found on their home world. Ding! I'm like, you could have just had somebody see something, or we detected a transmission of like, that was such a waste of time for them to just show up in that garden again, for Data to be like, I found flowers. (laughs) They're special flowers. Ferengi flowers. It does feel like a patchwork quilt. And not a good, I mean, there's no such thing as a good patchwork quilt, but. Oh, I see. So you think that uh, my blue ribbons from the county fair are just undeserved then. I see. I think that you should take up a new hobby, (gasps) frankly. What a waste of time. Wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's because we had to watch nothing but create channel on PBS for a year and a half. Why? because it was the only channels we got and we were too afford to pork too too poor to afford cable when my wife and I first moved in together. Too afford to poor cable. Yep, too afford to poor cable. I can't speak anymore. Pardon me, I'm going to go jump out this window. I'm going to yeet off the <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> Just going to yeet myself onto the neighbor's deck next door. <laughs> we better get to quotes. Ferengi codes are damn near impossible to break. That was damn near Kirk. (laughs) That wasn't right. I liked it. Ferengi codes are damn near impossible to break. Gentlemen, I have the utmost confidence in your ability to perform the impossible. Why continue to search for perfection once you have found it? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to pound my whiskey to do a convincing Waxana. Thank you, Jean-Luc. You were most convincing. You certainly convinced me. I am truly grateful, Mrs. Troy, that you risked your life to save my people. 
I'll have you home in a few hours. Oh, no, 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 that won't be necessary. I'd love to hear more of your poetry. <laughs> Perhaps another time, please. <laughs> Mr. Crusher, set course for Beta Z. Warp 9. <laughs> My love is a fever, longing still for that which longer nurseth the disease. Tell me more. In faith, I, I do not love thee with mine eyes, for they in three a thousand error see, but tis my heart that loves what they despise, who in despite of you are pleased to dote. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. When I have plucked the rose, I cannot give it vital growth again. It needs must wither. Can you imagine that dreadful little creature talking to me like that? Doesn't he realize that I'm the daughter of the fifth house of Beta Zed, holder of the sacred chalice of Rix? The sacred chalice of Rix is an old clay pot with mold growing inside it. Oh, well, perhaps one day when you're older and wiser, you'll understand. I must admit, when you first approached me aboard the Enterprise, I was... intrigued. You mean revolted? Perhaps a little. I'm just thinking that I'm saying goodbye to you, as you are today. But I thought you said I wasn't going to be able to go. The Academy must make you wait, that's true, but... When I review your service to the ship, your crewmates, I cannot in all conscience make you wait for the Academy. You see, Wesley, in my eyes, you're an acting ensign in title only. I hereby grant you field promotion to full ensign with all the commensurate responsibilities and privileges of that rank. Congratulations. Aww. Are we at war with the Ferengi yet? <laughs> <laughs> nice zinger, D. <laughs> Get it. I'm bored. You had your chance with Commander Riker. Look how you ruined that. I did not ruin anything. We become very good friends. Well, all the better. You wouldn't certainly wouldn't want to marry an enemy. I have a new love, Jean-Luc, and you can't keep killing all of my lovers. Now that simply has to stop. Killing? Oh, he's insanely jealous. Now look, de Demon Tog, or whatever you call yourself. <laughs> oh, I should have known. Even their transporters can't be trusted. Gross. You've got to enjoy life. Relax, like I do. Find yourself the right man. Think of your future. Hmm, think of my future. So thirsty for a grandkid. <laughs> She's just straight up thirsty. Mm -hmm. If Tog were a kitten, he'd be purring. Waxana Troy, you will be mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Snidely whiplash. 
and I didn't mean to get so upset with you at the reception. Oh no, Deanna, try to understand. You're all I have. My only concern is for your happiness. I am happy. Why can't you believe that? Oh, I wish I could, but how much happiness is there in always being there for someone else and never being there for yourself? So campy. <laughs> so campy. <laughs> all right, in case I have to spell it out for you, I'm talking about finding a husband, having a child. That's what made me happy, at least until now. Bitch. <laughs> so good. So salty. <laughs> Would you care to do your Riker? <laughs> Would you care to do Riker? Always. Damon Tog. I thought the Creighton left orbit hours ago. It did, but when I tried to get the image of Loxana Troy out of my mind, I could not succeed. This is ludicrous. You mean you came all the way back to Beta Z for me? <laughs> do you forgive me? Yes, but with your powers, we could be a formidable team. My, you have great strength in your hands. And you like that. I've always admired strong males. You are beautiful. It is impossible for me to resist you. Then, uh... <clears throat> don't. <laughs> she was so good, though, in this scene. She was... <laughs> she, she makes it palatable. She does. She's yeah. she's remarkable. My, my, what uh, big ears you have. Has anyone ever told you how attractive they are? Some females think they are my best feature. I'm sorry. Would you no. like to do No, talk? I don't. <laughs> Some females think they are my best feature. Ooh, no one has ever given me umox like this before. Umox? There's no translation, but the ear is one of our most erogenous zones. <laughs> Those Ferengis have iron jaws. Luxana Troy, I desire you. What? You see, your Beta Z skills would be very useful to me, and I find you very attractive. I am willing to pay handsomely for you. I don't believe this. You must be aware that every female has her price. Let's get one thing straight, little man. I am not for sale. And if by some chance I were to become available, I would rather eat Orion wing slugs than deal with a toad-faced troll like you. So go away and find yourself somebody else to become your property. Damn. <laughs> Cameron. Yes, Dan. <laughs> How many found instruments would you give this? Now that's terrible. How many lobes? We have two, they have four. I was going to say, <laughs> how many <laughs> Umox Fap and Ear Rubs would you give? <laughs> Umox Fap and Ear Rubs? All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it three it's not it's not great i would normally give it a two but i just love magil barrett so much she really does make this palatable in every sense of the word and i just i adore her so i'm giving it a three i love her too that's why i'm giving it a two 
<laughs> Ooh, are we getting into you know snarky Dan? No, no. Um, fucking, um, fucking. <laughs> our two lowest scores in the original series, and Code of Honor, that territory. Man, getting down there. Yeah, what are, what were our two that we just detested from the original series? It was Mud's Women. Mud's Women. And a piece of the action? No. I mean, I mean that you, one's I, low. God, I hate that episode so much. <laughs> the thing is so stupid. <laughs> but Leonard Nimoy looks amazing in a suit. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, the costume is fantastic. <laughs> no, it was um the fucking Niamani episode. Paradise Syndrome. It is a disease. <laughs> it is a disease. Um, but yeah, Paradise Syndrome, Mud's Women, Code of Honor territory. This one's almost so bad it's good, but it's just not. <laughs> well, I mean, whenever Luxana is there, there is a level of camp that is just exceptional. But even that couldn't make this exceptional. Normally it does. This made it passable. But hey, we're getting we're getting close to finishing season three here, bud. We sure are. Mm -hmm. And what a finish. One of the most legendary endings to a season in the history of television. Well, I'm waiting to finish. I can't wait. We're close. We're edging. We are close. <laughs> edging for three and a half hours. Uh, okay. Um, well, I guess we've loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. We sure have, and that just leaves one last thing for us to do. And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say, keep on trekking. So not edging for three and a half hours? That doesn't sound like something's fun to you? Uh, it sounds like a Thursday. <laughs>
for way too long. It's like, why the fuck did you put this in the show? Nobody needs to see this PBS. God damn it. <laughs> Seriously, I was heartbroken for her. And it was just, it was like, why? Why did you include this? Were you running short on time? <laughs> and like, they seriously kept filming. It went on. <laughs> it's so funny how upset you are over this. Oh, God. It was, it's because you haven't seen it. It like literally tore my heart out of my chest. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> well, there's the end credit bit. <laughs> I was going to say, thank you. Yep. <laughs> thank you. <yep. laughs> Edit the pause out to make us sound like we know what we're talking about. Um... <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> A Secret Weapon Production.